You're listening to the Unframe of Mind show, the place to have the most mind-stretching, unprotected intellectual intercourse of your life. Your host, Daniel Wagner, battles the forces of evil by lobbing fiery balls of truth, reason, and evidence over safe room walls. You're listening to the Unframe of Mind show, the place to have the most mind-stretching, unprotected intellectual intercourse of your life. Your host, Daniel Wagner, battles the forces of evil by lobbing fiery balls of truth, reason, and evidence over safe room walls. All right, here we go. We uh, suffered a couple technical difficulties there. Um, Producer Haley has been fired promptly, and I'll be running the show (laughs) solo from this point forward at any rate. So welcome to today's show. Today, we're going to be I'm going to give you guys an update from Tommy Robinson. Um, we're going to talk about the Inspector General's report and why it's pointless. We're going to be talking about Trump personally ripping children from the arms of innocent parents um, and, and how you can help, of course. And be sure to stick around for the mystery link of the week uh, that we have every week. So um, I'm your host, Daniel Wagner. We're about to have some uncomfortable conversations with a few friends of mine. And uh, I'd like to introduce to the show Dan from Aunt Eva. You got to unmute it. How y'all doing? <laughs> All right, we'll try that again. Dan from Aunt Eva. How y'all doing tonight? And we don't hear him because she's got to turn the volume up on. I hear him. That one. All right, try that one more time. Check, check. One, two, three. Here he is. All right. And next, we have Buddy joining me from my local area here. That's this one. That's me. Give him some volume. <laughs> there you go. We'll get this figured out. Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you doing tonight? All right. I can hear you just fine. And of course, last but certainly not least, we got Josh, a, a, another member of the Proud Boys. And he's muted himself, so he probably... Indeed. <laughs> I can't <laughs> themselves. All right. Somebody write a sign and hold it up to the camera. You're yeah. muted. Hey, you're muted. <laughs> can't hear you uh is maybe, that better yep i can hear better. you better there we go all right it's like the third time i unmuted it but all right we'll, 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 get, we'll get this little bumpy road started it's all good you know shit happens that's what happens in a live show <laughs> it's just you, you never know what's gonna happen at any rate um Welcome to the show, guys. I appreciate you joining me tonight to talk about some important issues that's come up over the week. And I had to just pick a couple because there's so freaking many things going on. It's almost it's hard to keep up and, and to try to fit it all into a, a, a one once a week show just seems to be practically impractical. At any rate, we're going to start off with the uh, lightning round. It's just three quick questions. I'm going to throw you guys' way and see how you answer it. You can interpret the question however you want. Answer it however you feel like. Just whatever comes to mind and we'll just go from there. All right. Everybody ready? Let's do it. All right. All right. All right. Question number one. In the upcoming apocalypse, what's your first move? Go ahead, boys. Yeah. Anybody want to jump in? So probably my first move, I got a lot of friends in Clarksville. Uh, A lot of friends with guns. That was probably my first move. Uh, Past my immediate family that has no such protection. Uh, go there, probably start digging the moat around their house, get that going. Uh, that's my safest spot. It's about 40 minutes away. That's my first move. Right on, right on. Not a bad move. Sure. About you guys. I'm, uh, I'm heading to 
family farm in Kentucky, but there's lots of guns and lots of uh, vegetables growing. Yeah, food is definitely important. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a little garden out back, but uh, we haven't even planted it this year. So I needless to say, we will not be eating off of that for long. <laughs> How about you, buddy? You do have to define which apocalypse. Do you mean hey, hey, civil hey, civilization hey. collapse apocalypse, or do you mean end of days apocalypse with the like, oh shit, we're going to die? Yeah, you can interpret the question however you want. Just have fun. Well, definitely two different answers to the prospect of what we would consider revelations or or uh, the apocalypse, so to speak. Pick one. So, in civilization, I would take in civilization. You go. The rule of that is 14 days and what it is is within 14 days a person will only leave five miles from where their their central location spot is and within that 14 days they'll go up to 20 miles so my suggestion is to get 25 miles so uh that is the rule of average when it comes to when shit hits the fan all right on right on all right, we're going to go into question number two. This is a little bit of a change of subject here, but I felt like I wouldn't be doing the show justice if I didn't touch on this. IHOB. <laughs> a joke. There's my answer. Thoughts on IHOB. <laughs> well, first I have to know what IHOB is. Well, do you oh, know what Jesus. I, you know what IHOP is? I know I hop, of course. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're from what I understand trying to change the name to International House of Burgers instead of International House of Pancakes. Just a marketing stunt for a little bit. Well, isn't that a redundancy for Burger King? They are the home of the Whopper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I, I've got a number of people that are like, nope, nope, not eating there ever again. Like, uh, you know, it just it's just it's like IHOP is the place where you go in the middle of the night when you don't want shitty roach infested food from Waffle House, but you want something decent quality and it's also breakfast. No, I don't go looking for uh, a, if I want a burger. I mean, there's plenty of plenty of options for that. I just I don't see the point. Like Absolutely, how. you don't go when you want a wedding cake. You don't go to the bread man. Though they both bake cake, and you're going or both bake, you're going to get a far different outcome. So why would you go to the pancake place for a fucking burger? Yeah, I know it. They do make burgers. They always have, as far as I know. Anyway, anyway, I just figured I'd throw that out there. Anyway, question number three. Question number three. If you were put in jail for committing a crime, where should your children go? <laughs> well, do I have a significant other? I mean, shit. There's there's yeah. products to that question. All right, significant other. Yeah, family. What do you think? Should they go in jail with you? What do you think about that? I'd like, to, I'd like to recycle my answer from question one. Uh, send them straight to the house with the guns. Straight to the house have, with the guns. <laughs> have them start digging the moat. Uh, oh, oh, so you're, you're talking about actually put them, put them to work. You know, forced labor and shit. Like, bitches, if I'm going to jail, y'all are going to be digging ditches. <laughs> if I have children, they're already going to be working. There's no yeah, doubt about well. that. I'm just kidding. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't just stay with me. What, in prison? Because why? they did not do, do your if, crime. They Why should they no, lose their freedom for your crime? That, that is what the public demands right now. Children yeah. in prison with their parents. Wow. I, I don't know about that. Uh, when we're talking the illegal aliens, I don't think they're talking the public in the sense that uh, these are all people that broke the law together. And the children, again, are inadvertent bystanders of the parents' misdoings. So, again, I'm not sure why we put children in jail. 
<laughs> well, we'll we'll definitely be getting into that later in the show. So we'll call it time now. That'll that'll probably be the main topic we talk about tonight. Um, before we get too far into that, I wanted to give a quick update on the Tommy Robinson uh, saga that I've been keeping up. Free Tommy on the show. Yes, hashtag Free Tommy. Free Tommy Robinson. Uh, I stand with Tommy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, if you if you guys are not aware of what's been going on and you want to kind of get a catch up, um, you can go back and check out a lot of my previous episodes. I've been uh, doing a lot of live streams when they have uh, free speech events and things down there. Um, so I, I just wanted to give a little update because uh, it's it's you know at least some half-ass decent news. We have heard communications from him since he's been put in jail. Um, I just took a couple excerpts out of a letter that he wrote. And I wanted to read those. Um, if you want to see the the rest of it, um, I I will have the link in the low bar. I think I already put it there, but I don't remember. Can you check and see if it's in the description? I think I did. Anyway, while we're doing that. So he, uh, Tommy says, so here we go again. It's Sunday night, June 10th, 2018. The news of the amazing scenes yesterday in London are just filtering their way to me. But before I start on the positives of yesterday's demonstration, let me first start with some negatives. Let me share with you a part of my wife's letter I received yesterday. And in that letter, she wrote, school rang me today, though, before I went to work and said Spencer was really upset at school. To be honest, he isn't managing, mate. Uh, Sam said to him, I'm doing a 5K run with my dad. And Spencer said, well, I can't do it with my dad. And he ran off crying. Uh, his, he cries himself to sleep, sleeps with your pillow and asks me 50 times a day, uh, what day is dad coming home? I can't even give him a rough date yet because you haven't been given any. Just hope to keep telling him it's not for long. Uh somebody somebody conducting a train over there <laughs> anyway uh he said to me last night i'm going to go and do something bad so i can be put in jail with dad at least then i will be with him now tommy uh, continues says uh, i'm not gonna lie reading this broke my heart the prison removed my wife's number over a week ago so i've not been able to speak with my children it also upsets me that my son's uh, in my son's head he must think that his dad has done something bad to end up in prison uh, before I sit and feel too sorry for myself, I should put into perspective, I am away from my family for a short duration. <coughs> Excuse me. Members of our armed forces, children must go through this all the time, which is why I admire the sacrifices they make, past and present. I'm not going to, to go too much into my case appeal as, just, as my case appeal is just being lodged. What I will talk about is the difference you have made all made to me when I landed in prison. I was totally gutted. Uh, gutted about what my family were about to go through, gutted for those who I was in discussions with who rely on me to tell their stories. I was also adamant that I would be killed on this prison sentence. Um, basically, the, the letter just goes on to uh, thank everybody who's been supporting him even while he's in there and just, just kind of touches on all that. But um, it was it was pretty, pretty good letter. It's just I'm just glad to hear something from him um, that he's been he has been put into solitary confinement for now. Um, he was briefly put in safer that way. Yeah, he was briefly put into the main prison population, which happens to be, I think, in the prison he was in, is reported to be around 71% Muslim population who are very much interested in making sure this guy gets snuffed out eventually. So I'm just glad to hear something happens, uh, has happened from all this. And uh, the fallout, if he should come up missing or dead, is going to be, I, I don't think the world's prepared for what might end up happening should he become a martyr for uh, the right to free speech. Indeed, you're right. Now, uh, I heard something about that 71% number wasn't true. It was something that, uh, what's his name, Kowlin was passing around, but that's not actually the figures on that prison. He just essentially pulled those numbers out of thin air. Uh, okay. I don't know anything 
more than that. That that's just. Can I ask you? It might be completely full of, full of shit, but that's just the last information I have. I do know that the prison populations do tend to be, or, or have a large enough Muslim population that this has become a problem in the past for him before, where they took and poured boiling sugar water over him, and and could have killed him that way. Um, if you're not aware of what boiling sugar water does to your skin, it's pretty detrimental. And he could have been killed that way, but it, it's it's definitely enough that it could pose. Yeah. Now the, the the point I heard, I can't remember who gave it, but it was essentially his situation is dire enough that we don't have to lie about it. That just makes us look weaker. So just stay to the truth and don't make up BS about it. So. Right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I, I know the left does that shit all the time. <laughs> Speaking of an issue, we'll be covering later on in this hour. At any to rate, touch on what you said, uh, that is the juxt uh, of the letter in, in the sense, and of course I'm all about free Tommy fighting for what Tommy is fighting for is a fight for everybody. But here's the thing that was no more or less propaganda than anything else. The way that was worded, the touch of the key words on the way it was supposed to string through the emotion. And then to project that I'm not trying to cry myself to sleep or however he termed it. It's all the same thing uh, when it comes to what he said. So, and that is to, to, cast misdirection on the fact that he did just cry himself to sleep and wants you to feel it for him. And it's not that I don't, of course, by all means, I feel for any family at the loss of a father, but a warrior does not um, lament on those aspects of his combat when uh, he is strong in the fight. So I, I would, I would suggest that though I love Tommy very much and all of that, but I, I like, again, as my man said, I like reality. I don't like bullshit. Bullshit has a nasty smell. And so when it comes to that, uh, before you, yes, I am with him 100%. No lies. Well, before you go through and just call the whole thing propaganda, I would recommend at least go through and read it. It was, it was, it was a really well-written letter, and I, I know he didn't want to sit there and focus on you know making – he didn't want everybody to feel sorry for him. I mean, I don't know how else you would have written that letter. Um, not saying there was malicious intent by any means, but I am saying it's uh, – it becomes a, uh, when you play this game, it becomes a deck in your card game. You know what I'm saying? As if we were playing magic, right? And that would be a card he played in order to elicit a response from a public that he understands. And so I'm not in any way disparaging his character so much as saying that he doesn't need to do those things like he feels he does. I would almost say that he feels more alone because he's in solitary and doesn't feel like he has as much support as he thought he did. So that's why he termed it in that way in order to gain it so i'm not in any way disparaging what he did oh, he, but again uh, i'm with the men he, he knows that he's not alone he's, he said in the letter later on he was a, but a shit ton of uh, mail every day from outside people expressing their concern and just want to know how he's doing you know at any rate, I, I just i'm just glad to hear some kind of update because it was kind of kind of a little nerve-wracking hearing absolutely nothing for a while um especially from you know, just, just a general update would have been nice. You know, is he still, is he okay? You know, don't worry. They won't kill him. That's burning the house down though. They might start fires. They're not ready to burn the house down because they don't have enough extinguishers. I'm so also, there's no way, you know, they'll kill him. I was surprised to hear that they were allowing him to receive and send out letters and emails. I, I didn't think that was a freedom that they were going to grant him. Just out of one, I'm very happy for so, uh, Zoe Mercy from from the uh, comment section, she says uh, she thinks the uh, Muslim population in that prison is around thirty percent. 
is what she heard. So, I mean, even still, 30% yeah. is. It only takes one really to kill right. the man. I that, mean, it doesn't matter of the percent. Uh, at any rate, um, I'm going to move on to the uh, inspector general report that uh, just got put out recently. And arguably I would say that the reason we're suddenly hearing all this crap about uh, the immigrants uh, or the illegal immigrants and the separating of families and that shit that's going on, I, I think is a huge, diversion from all the information that came in the inspector general report um before i touch on a few key things is there anything you guys want to uh, want to uh, address before i do or you want me to just go ahead and read the a few of the uh, findings i guess from this report okay you started out i will follow up all right let's see what we got so in this report it was found that peter strock texted fellow agent who was also his mistress, Lisa Page, that they would stop Donald Trump from becoming president. Uh, these texts had been previously redacted from public records because of the black eye it would put on the FBI. Uh, five other FBI agents were also caught sending improper or biased text messages with their secure government-issued SMS lines. Comey, who was also in charge of investigating Hillary Clinton's private server email, uh, Matter, as they called it, um, used a personal email account to con conduct official FBI business. Imagine that. Uh, slight uh, conflict of interest. And a report also found that FBI employees received improper benefits from journalists on several instances, including drinks, meals, tickets to sport, and, and tickets to sporting events, uh, presumably to in exchange for uh, leaks regarding the Trump Russia investigation. That's just a, that's just a few of the few of the things that were found in this report. However, the entire thing was said to be inconclusive that they didn't find any evidence of bias. So I, I didn't, I didn't know what you guys had thought about it, if you've even heard about it with the the case, the chaotic maelstrom of news that's been going on lately. And what are you guys' thoughts on just <coughs> in, 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 Inspector General report? All right. Go ahead, guys. Well, I. Uh... I don't think we should read too much into it right now because I, I was realizing today it's kind of like the end of season six of Game of Thrones. This is <laughs> not cool. the end of this isn't the the end of anything, and we're all looking forward to the beginning of season seven. You know, it's it's the 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 thing they're doing the they're doing on the uh, the Trump Russia collusion that's going to actually matter. This honestly is water under the bridge. It doesn't matter. Nobody was ever going to prosecute Hillary. The fact that Horowitz rode the fence pretty damn hard is is kind of pathetic and trey gowdy and jim jordan if uh if you can find on youtube their grilling of him it was it was pretty intense so um i don't know i just the, the fact that five of the i think 15 people on the on the, the the hillary team were known to be corrupt biased and he couldn't find any bias is is a little a little funny <laughs> A little funny. Yeah, yeah, especially if you go through the whole report and it says what all these people are saying and how they're talking to each other and the, the exact texts that are coming out. I'm like, what the? F how do you not? How do you not find any evidence? Um, kind of, kind of in, in alignment with what you said, Dan. Um, I want to, I want to play this small clip from a uh, uh, Stefan Molyneux's uh, Inspector General report. What you need to know. Um, just a, just a little brief conclusion that he had stated, which yeah, I, I kind of agree with, and I think you do as well go ahead spoiler nothing's gonna happen fbi agents aren't gonna be fired there may be a little bit of disciplinary action something may go in a file for show nothing's gonna happen nothing's gonna be reopened and hillary clinton is never gonna see time 
behind jail uh, bars. It's nothing of, uh, of the sort is going to happen. <laughs> yes, I, I think uh, I think a lot of us agree with that sentiment. It's like, yeah, this we'll is, see about the behind bars. This is exciting. We're 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 like, you know, been like holding on with bated breath since the since before the election that that that, that woman needs to go to jail because of what she did. I mean, anybody else would have. Um, but I yeah, think, next season, next season the dragons will be bigger. Yeah, yeah, and and I just I, I feel like you know we're we're You're all smart man awesome. there. Deep, deep in the back of our mind, and maybe not so deep. We all know nothing's going to happen. Power is not going to be held to account. That's not how this works. They got to keep people on this this edge of excitement, and you know this 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 whole battle struggle between good versus evil, and our side's better than it's your side. Dead. It's it's all it it's all it is. Dead. That's all it is. I think it's just a little bit more of that that theater that's been. Fed but hold on, but there is a fact to the point you just made uh, that there is a good versus an evil. We can obviously identify what's good. We can obviously identify it by evil and the contrast of it. So, I mean, we see what's good and we see what's bad. And then you have to gauge motiv motivation of why evil acts and who they hate. You can judge so much by a man, by his enemies. You, you know what I mean? So it's important I mean, I, to look hear, at who doesn't like it. I hear what you're saying. There's such vague generalities, though. I mean, I mean, you're you're not also taking into account the level of propaganda we've been had shoved down our throat. Um, if you were to look on one side of the fence, what's evil to them is good to the, good to the other guy, and it's and vice versa. I mean, it just depends on where where you're standing and what your position is and what you believe is good and what you believe is evil. So, it just, well, again, I don't, I don't disagree with propaganda. You saw me mention Tommy's, but right. uh, you know, obvious. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, I just saying. I don't think it's nearly quite as as obvious as you know. We know what's good, so therefore everything else is bad. Is or I didn't say obvious, but you get a hint, right? Like you, 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 when you walk up on a dark alley, you don't know for sure there's a mugger down there, but you look at it and you're like, hmm, maybe not tonight. I've got like three hundred dollars on me, you know, just in case I'm stupid and I get fucking killed. And it's not that uh, you know, it's a known, uh, but it's an unknown that has a a taint to it. Uh, a lean towards you know and it's because we have instinct uh of the gut and the mind you know it's that understanding of thought that we don't understand we think so it, it is that kind of a difference that i'm trying to place on it not so much a black and white uh, scenario of good and bad by any means obviously there's got to be a spectrum but there's also got to be a feeling oriented with it or we wouldn't have instinct you guys have seen the, the streets of Brisbane after Tommy Robinson was put in jail. They're basically riding in the streets and chasing the cops down for a week for Tommy Robinson. Can you imagine what the streets of America <laughs> would look like if Trump was able to put Hillary Clinton in prison? But not just Hillary, everybody connected to her. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't he be the very tyrant that they make him out to be if exactly. all of a sudden he arrested people that we don't even know about that need arresting that he might? He yeah, would be the, the very king that they claim him to be. Yeah, yeah. The situations would be completely uh, flip-flop, so to say. But uh, I think it's interesting to think about just what that scene would look like. Yeah, yeah. I guess when you got the the American population pretty pretty evenly divided uh, between you know oh, yeah. the right, if 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 likewise, if Trump was to go to jail or be impeached or whatever, people would be right in the streets. And if Hillary was put in jail, people would be right in the streets. And it would be so unfair. And it, it, it's going to be a mess no matter what way you go. And I guess the only the best move to make is no move at all at this point. 
um, maybe maybe like keep putting out this inspector general's report that has the appearance of looking like we're doing something or keep a uh, uh, push putting all this pressure on Trump to change these laws and you know to make give the appearance that you look like you're doing something but nothing actually gets done I mean I, I know some things are getting done don't you know don't give you not see the executive order he signed tonight to keep kids with their families by the by yeah we'll be we'll be covering that as well I I, I did see that my yeah yeah I, I saw that uh just a little while ago so it was brought to my attention um so I guess I guess I guess uh that's the thing we're trying to skirt around and, and, and not talk about just yet. So we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and jump right in. Um, the, the idea that uh, Donald Trump is personally going down to the border and he's ripping children out of the arms of innocent parents that have done absolutely nothing wrong. Ignorant. You can oh, no. tell my slight note of sarcasm there. I thought he was too... I thought he was too busy uh, grabbing pussy. He's got time to grab pussy and grab children oh, at the same time. Well, Come on. He's got, he's got two Unrealistic. I mean, he's got two hands. He can do both. It's not that hard. Tiny hands, big hands, I don't know. Just saying, the guy's got a busy schedule. Again, like we haven't met a woman who throws it out there. I'm not saying that all women are like that, but obviously there's a distinction as there are amongst men, as we are amongst individuals. Some people are a frame like that, and we don't know the interaction that was between them. We don't know if she smelled money and she was power hungry. Who knows what that woman's motivation and intention I'm, is? I'm gonna, so I'm gonna I cannot do that. I'm going to move on from that one. That one's kind of a beat beat to death horse. Oh, yeah. Fair. Just limiting on it. In favor of this, of this more recent issue that's on everybody's minds. As, let, me, let me ask you guys. As, as far as the kids, well, there's, a, there's 10 consulates in Mexico alone, and then every single border entry into the United States, these family units that are wanting to come across, they can go to any of those 10 consulates in Mexico. They can go to the ones in their home countries. They can go to any port of entry. If they go there... They can ask for asylum, and they will not be separated from their kids. The only people who have been separated from their kids are folks who, for some reason or other, can we all guess why, they're not going to any of these places. They're choosing just to walk across the desert, across the border, and try to slink into the U.S. You know, so that's who's been – there's a lot of miscommunication and, and wrong knowledge out there. That's who's being separated. Let, let, me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, this, whole, this whole thing, this whole outrage came as a result of a policy that Donald Trump put into place that caused this to happen. At least that's what we're told. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to figure out what was the policy that he put in place that caused he all this not. chaos. Well, it's my understanding. information on what the actual policy was, I would love to see it because I, I, I looked at a whole bunch of different articles that complained about it, but nobody ever actually cited what policy are they talking about. I, mean, I got my I got my suspicions, but I'm just curious if you guys had. I want to say there was one in '97 where Clinton first addressed the the kids, but Obama signed one not too far not too in 2014. Uh, matter of fact, I just read it to somebody, and it is quite clear on what it says about separation of families, and it was put into effect 2014. Matter of fact, bro, because of I mean, you know, and I can send you the picture. Uh, no problem. And you can read it yourself, actually. Damn, I, if I had known you were going to address it, I'd have sent it to you before the show. Uh, which which picture was that? It, I took a screenshot of it. It's the uh, order given by the Obama administration in uh, 2014, the separation of families. Oh, no, when no. People no, saw I, those I, kids. I'm, I'm fully aware of, of that. I, I'm just curious. Right. And then there was one in 97 by Clinton that was done that started that whole process. And... Uh, Oh, and well, there was a raid recently on the, the, it was the investigation report of it. That's what we read, that investigation report. 
where is that investigation report? So it's basically, it's, it. it's none of Trump's policies. It's that's the policies of past presidents that he's it, enforcing. Right. That's, yeah, that's, no. That's, the the way I understand it is that after Obama got caught in, I think, 2014 for the, the, just the horrendous conditions he was keeping the families in, they adopted, if I understand this right, the Obama administration adopted a catch and release program for families. They essentially, if they caught a family unit, they just escorted them across the border, let them get across safely, and they just let them go. Trump got into office and he said, hell no, we're not doing that shit. So he started catching them again. And he's zero tolerance. There is no catch and release. You're going to see a judge. You're going to see, and we're going to find out if you should stay or she should go. So, so that, that's, that's what I'm going to understand is basically he's trying to actually enforce the law that's already in place, that there wasn't no specific policy. But if, if you read any article about this that's outraged about it, they're, they're acting like Trump signed some kind of order. And now all of a sudden he's ripping children from their like it's it's that whole thing where they dangle kids in front of you to make and to pull on your heartstrings. Um, I want right, to propaganda. Right, I want to play a little clip for you. Um, from uh, what was what was the uh, uh goodness, what was his name? Representative Elijah Cummings. Um, it's about three minutes, but uh, uh feel free if if you hear anything that you want to interrupt, we can pause it. So just jump in whenever you want. But um, I just want to. I want you to listen to it, the way he's talking about it and maybe listen to some of the the tactics that he's using that, that really um, <laughs> focuses on the use of emotion to try to get people to not think critically. Right. As I said, with, yeah, you, yeah, you got it. Let's uh, pop that on up there and see what we got here. I've seen this. Letter after letter. Asking these to investigate the Trump administration's policy this is now resulting in child internment camps. That's what I said. Child internment camps. Pause that so for we've a minute. got no response. So, so first of all, he's talking about child internment camps. Um, I've seen uh, a lot of uh, images going around uh, in social media that was showing an image of a little kid in what looked like a dog kennel or a small cage. Um, and then you come to find out that, that, that that's not what's going on down there. What you come yeah, to that's Obama's out, pictures, by the way. That's no, no, his no, fucking no. way. Well, that one too. Th those are even worse. But the the picture that was going around was actually from a protest in Dallas that was. Oh, you're talking about the one where the kids were standing up. I'm sorry. Right. Well, they didn't show that one. That's not the. That's the one that came that surfaced later that showed. Hey, y'all are lying. This is not a kid in a cage that Trump has put there. That's not. That's not what's going on at all. That's not even close. They're really. They're guilty of doing the same thing the liberals were accusing Fox News of doing back in uh, 20, what was it, 2012 when the earthquake hit Japan. Here, Fox News was putting up pictures of random sad Asians after the earthquake. <laughs> and it was just pictures of random sad Asians from completely separate events. Yeah, different locations. Like, look at them. They're really like fake news. Like they're so racist, yada, yada. They're just using random pictures. It's not even pictures of the actual event. All right. Now they're using pictures of Obama's camps and blaming Trump for them. Right. All right. Continue. Continue. Even if you believe people entered our country illegally, even if you believe they have no valid asylum claims in their own country, even if you believe immigration should be halted entirely, we all should be able to agree wow. in the United States of America, we will not intentionally separate children 
from their parents. We will not do that. We are better than that. All right, pause that. We are so much. <clears throat> well, uh, this this is this is the kind of double standard. Go ahead. Stop it from um, what, what I what I what I want to point out here is that if the left really did give a shit about children, OK, if they really cared about separating parents from their children, mm. then you wouldn't have the situation where the government via the welfare state is paying women to be alone, to be single moms. Absolutely. Situation. You wouldn't be having a, a, a illegitimacy rate in the black community of over 75%. You wouldn't be having that if, if the left Designed really ignorance. cared about children. This is not this is not them caring about children. Yeah. Obviously, separating children from their parents is, is a bad idea. Let's not do that. But don't sit there and use it as a as a as a marketing tactic to get me to vote for your side and to, to get me to trigger emotionally and not and short circuit my, my critical thinking skills. Don't do that. That's that's fucking manipulative. And it, that is evil. That's what I consider evil. Daniel, Listen, that's propaganda. I, I, I got to disagree with you there because I know about seven steps along down the line. It's going to come back and bite them in the ass because you're going to, you know, A, just see uh, instances of them saying the complete opposite, uh, things that are completely contradicting them. Basically, they've been using this tactic the entire time. And, you know, a couple of weeks down the line, it bites them in the ass and I get a great big laugh. So the more they keep pulling out this tactic and the worse it keeps uh, working against them, uh, the more I'm for it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Oh, yeah. So, so you're you're talking about the idea of if your enemies already hanging themselves, go ahead and give them more rope. Yeah, let them sink their own shit. You mean they've been playing this game for two and a half years? Right. Yeah, I understand it. I mean, almost no doubt. When when you're when you're okay, and I agree with you, but where is the light? Where is the alternative? Right. You say let's just let them hang themselves. Great. Well, while you cheer that on, the country's on fire. By the by, might I remind you? So where is the men showing the light, the right way? See, my friend here says, we don't know good. It's not that easy. Why? Because he's in a world full of bad and it's hard to fucking see, you know? So it's not fair for you to just say, well, let's let the man hang himself while we cheer. This is not Rome. Have some civility. Well, the, Show light, the light. Well, the light, yeah, that's exactly what this, I believe what this broadcast is and exactly what the opposition to all this, uh, emotional crying is it's you know the second party coming in will actually i know you're very emotionally uh invested in these matters you know whether you're truthful or not but Aren't the you? fact of the matter is they're sinking their own ship and we're coming in going i'm sorry but you're wrong again it's like the voice again but it's like you know somebody's got to be the voice of reason at the exactly same time, you know i kind of i kind of get both your points and i think it's just it's going to take a, a little bit of all these different strategies uh let me let me read a comment from uh, the comment section um michael says uh and if they if they go there i'm oh, sorry if they go there they're going to die just the same as being in their their own horrible thing um Thank you. So, yeah. So let me, I want to, if, yeah, let me address that. So basically the, the whole conversation that we're having right now isn't necessarily about immigration or illegal immigration uh, per se. It's about more so focusing on the tactics that are being used to try to manipulate you emotionally to get you short, short circuit your critical thinking, you know, that, that's kind of yes, literally that's telling you they've spun it as emotion, not as thought. And he's trying to tell you that that's the way you see it because that's the picture they've painted. But that's not the right color paint in order to get the proper understanding. 
So, I mean, he's trying to tell you these things that say it's not a life or death. I promise you, it's actually different. All right, let me let me play a little more of that video here. I, did, I didn't forget about it, I promise. <laughs> That's better. We should be able to agree that we will not kids in now internment camps indefinitely and hit away from public view. What country is that? I actually pause for one. I like to call them dreamer camps. That's the word I like to use. They're dreamer Fuck. camps. <laughs> I don't know where this internment, you know, what this guy is using vulgar, violent language. It's right, a dreamer right. camp. He's using the, 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 the outrage, the emotions, the yeah. I'm pissed off, the it, it's manufactured kind of emotion here that we got going on. Yeah, the dreamers. It's a dream camp. And, and using the trigger words like internment camp because everybody knows Bingo. what internment camp means. Bingo. Yeah. All right. Paints a false picture. We now have reports of parents uh, being deported. But the Trump administration is keeping their children here. 2018 in America. Oh, there's another manipulation. There's another manipulation. Shame on you. It's 2018. You should know better. How? Says the same people that say, uh, you know, we're going to send our kids like they're all about sending their kids for a better life here until we're trying to offer them one. And then they're like, give us our kids back. Motherfucker, you sent them here. That's like that's a key part of the fucking problem that you're not addressing crazy people yelling. So, like, I don't, I don't understand that bullshit. That is bullshit. And also, uh, the the camps that they're keeping them in. Have you seen the facilities that they're keeping them in? Like, they look as Dan mentioned the the trek that they've made across the desert in 110 degree heat. Now they're being given a bed, you know, with linens. They're given three meals a day and two snacks, and. You know, everyone probably knows each other. I bet they're having a good time in tournament camp. Yeah, with if their ex. Yeah, it's between the Mexican desert and in tournament camp. You know, sign me up. It's like a nice, you know, it's no, some there, Sounds fun. There was an either an expose or an interview or something done on the one in San Diego, and it is. Um, I mean, the kids there are learning shit like Portuguese and, and things like that. Like, what the hell kind of evil government program teaches your kids English and Portuguese? <laughs> yeah only the second most popular language in the world all right I'm gonna, play, I'm gonna play a little more now this is a policy and understand this this was a policy invented implemented and executed does he have wrist implants Trump. <laughs> notice so, he didn't cite which policy Oh, here's the fake, fake tears. Rachel Maddow ought to have some coffee. Children need you. I'm talking directly to my Republican colleagues. Oh, shit. Stand up President Trump. Trump. <laughs> President Trump. We need Clump. you to join us in telling him that we reject this mean policy. All right, I've I've had enough. You can shut up. Yes, please, God, please, no more. I can't take it. So that that's um, the part, that's the part I wanted to get to before I shut off. But he's oh, it's so mean. You know, when are these people going to realize that the government, by definition, is 
the monopoly on force. When are they going to realize that? Like, that's exactly what we're dealing with here. Do you think they Man. don't realize yeah. that? No, it's not just, you know what? Justin Timberlake covered his bullshit. Somebody send that man a copy of Crimea fucking river because like that is what Justin Timberlake covered for him because he is absolutely insane. When he speaks to those things and he calls an internment camp, I want him to draw me a picture of one, but because I bet he can't. So it's like, ah, that angers me in such so because they use language in such an abusive, horrible way. You got abusive. You're right. It's because it was lying to you and you could see it. You could smell the bullshit but you couldn't quite pin it down, but you got the feeling that, you know what, that man's fucking insane. And so like, that's the point of that shit. And, and like, I hate the way they abuse language. They are language stealers. Know that about the left. They are word thieves. And you guys, when I talk about propaganda, the reason I've brought it up over and over again, and I challenge anybody listening in this room, typing on the little typey typey, go learn about propaganda, spend an hour, even to learning about propaganda and what it is meant to do and how it affects your minds. Our brain works on symbols. Keep in mind, communication is out of 100% of communication, only 7% is words. The rest is tone and body language. We speak like bees in a way that we don't understand because we use communication. So you must learn about propaganda, learn about how they sell it to you. And when you see somebody selling you a fucking lie, you call that shit out. You know that you're being lied to. Quit, quit thinking somebody's on your side. You are on your side and you must find truth. Don't the, let the them ride anymore. Well, it makes, it makes the, sense on the, as far as the propaganda goes, it makes sense on an evolutionary scale. I mean, we've had sight for over a million years. We've had language for maybe a hundred thousand. We've had writing for maybe 10,000 years plus. So visually propaganda is very, you know, stimulating and effective, you know, words only account for 7% of what you say propaganda is. So no, communication, no communication, communication, like words yeah. in general, like when you're talking to somebody even, right? That's why when you're like, I want to say that in person, you don't know why you want to say that in person because you want to project what you're saying and you don't have the words. That's no, why being in person is, is in front of somebody. So you can project what you're saying because the words are hard to articulate. I mean, how can you, right? If, if you were trying to tell a blind man about red, how the fuck could you do that? What about if you were trying to describe love? Like, how the fuck do you do well, that? The, the problem, how do you do that? Because we're all blind. Yeah, not to go off on a big tangent, but how big of a part of communication is facial expressions, nonverbal communication. So that, that's, that's the micro expressions we read in body language that that falls into the body language category as we were talking that's why 70 percent of it is body language so no, that's you're on I definitely like to cover in future episodes is is the i don't i don't i think if people had the skills for proper communication that we wouldn't we wouldn't be seeing so many of these issues get so far out of control because people don't it. know how to communicate it, it reminds me I, of the yanny laurel debate and, and it's like wait you almost wonder if um, I know I know that's kind of a silly example, but you almost wonder if, you know, different sides of the aisle are hearing something's being said. And and if all they see is a text version of it and they're not getting the body language and they're not getting the other views that go along with that message, are they actually hearing two completely different things? The, the problem now, see, is that, that a good 40% of the population, a good 40% uh, of the population Owen Benjamin did a video, I think, last week talking about how 2 plus 2 is 5, 
and it's actually two plus two equals candy. They'll give you candy if you say it's five. Forty percent of the population wants to believe bullshit. They're not bought into the propaganda. The only people being affected by the propaganda are the twenty percent, but the twenty percent of independent thinkers between Republican and, and Democrat. And I'm I'm honest enough to say that you know I'm on the forty percent Republican side. So I mean I buy into their propaganda and I do it willfully. I know what it is and I accept it. You know I'm on Team Trump until I'm off it. So. Proud of your boy. No, um, hell yeah, bro. MAGA, MAGA for life, man. No, it's, I mean, 40% of the population, they don't buy into the propaganda. They are selling the propaganda. They believe this wholeheartedly because they get ego kicks off of this Twitter rampaging shit. They feel good when they get somebody doxxed and, and their tires splashed. It makes them feel good about it. Just like we feel good when Trump really gets a good one in on Angela Merkel and shit like that. It's... This we're we're in an ideological war. This isn't propaganda anymore. This is how it is. This is just reality at this point. You see my YouTube name, Red E Four War. I did that, built it because of this time. You must understand when you see an adverse reaction to peace, as we saw it on such a global scale, you've got to ask yourself something: Why are they adverse to peace? Why are they adverse to sending our kids off to fight and die for their fucking game? Well, so you have to ask yourself that. All right. At the risk of getting too far off course, um, let me throw out a comment here from the comment section. And then uh, I'm going to play another audio clip for you. That um, Anyway, so James Dunn from the comments asks, uh, you know, how do you do you know how you know how you know when you're dealing with a virtual virtue signaling asshole? Well, it's not when somebody can't talk when they're reading. That's definitely not it. So he says it's, it's, when, you, it's when you hear a tear-filled rant without a single statistical number, just fluffed up conjecture. He, <laughs> could, he couldn't read through all those tears. The tears welling up in his eyes. He couldn't read. I know. He probably had You're his... Right. You're 100% correct, that man in comment. I'm starting to believe just him as now. A side, real just, tears. just as a side point about... Did you hear about uh, Ted Cruz... Mm -hmm. uh, Challenging Jimmy Kimmel to a one-on-one -on -one basketball game and then beating his ass. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that, that happened. That happened. You can Google it later. Ted it Cruz beat the shit out of Jimmy Kimmel in one-on-one -on -one oh, basketball. It did happen. Okay, you brought up Ted Cruz. Look into something because you like to look into things, and I challenge you to look into this. You look at when Bush was the one who put him in charge of counting the votes in Florida, and then you look where he went from there, and then you look who got that man elected senator, and then you tell me what side of the fence he's playing on because here's what we do know. We know that for 50 years, we've been fucking lied to. We know that for 50 years, we've been spit on and used as a fucking pawn in their game. And that's what we do know. So that means we can't trust either side. When you say you go Cruz? to the Republican, you, uh, you go, when you say you go to Republican, you say that because it's the same fucking real choice that South Park gave us and tried to explain it to us when they said it's a turd sandwich or a douche. And then you ran into Trump and he makes you feel different. And that's why you're MAGA. Because he makes you feel like you're not taking a bite of a turd sandwich or getting douche rained on your head. All right, buddy. I think you might have. I think you might have lost well, it when you started citing South Park for. Uh... That's a great campaign as, slogan, as, by the way. Bite into I, the turd I sandwich. I think we need to give props. I think we need to give props to Ted Cruz because his um, the fact that he quickly pulled that bill out of his ass and put it on the floor was brilliant. Because if he didn't do it, the Democrats were going to do it, or they were going to push that Feinstein shit. Ted Cruz knows it's not going to pass. He didn't want it to get passed. He did it to take the thunder away from them doing it. It was awesome move. Good gamesmanship. Chuck Schumer got a hot mic saying he wasn't going to pass a fucking thing and he was going to let them kids look it up. So check mm -hmm. it out and then check it out. Okay. No, here's what he did. So here's the way 
you find out an egregious law. When you want to know what an egregious law is, you allow it to go into effect so you can see just how ugly the fuck it is. Okay, so that's the intelligence of his gamesmanship. That's why he didn't do that. We're getting a little too far off course here. I still got do a couple more things there. Let me let me play a, an audio clip for you guys from the Rachel Maddow show that uh, I was listening to. <laughs> yeah, this fake bitch. So yeah, uh. so, so so listen to this and, and there's some very very important piece missing from this. Uh, I want to see if maybe you guys notice it. Go ahead. half long if you guys are, bear with me. Um, on May 5th this year, just after midnight a 37-year-old woman named Anna and her five-year-old son tried to cross the U.S.-Mexico scaling fence in El Paso. They spent the night in a holding cell at a U.S. Border Patrol station with mothers and children, about 25 people in all. On the afternoon of their second day in detention, two male agents entered the cell. They didn't say anything, Anna said. They just walked over and grabbed my son. It felt like he was stuck to me. He clung to me, cried, and screamed. They had to pull him away. She pleaded with the agents to tell her what was going on. The other women in the cell were too stunned to speak. Then, in the next few hours, the agents started taking the other children, too. Nearly six weeks later, Anna has not seen her five-year-old son. Shortly after the Border Patrol agents took him, she signed a voluntary departure order, which fast-tracked her for deportation. She thought that signing would allow her to see her son sooner. Instead, she was charged with illegal entry. She was moved to New Mexico for a few days, then she was moved back to Texas. Yesterday, in Texas, at an immigration processing facility in El Paso, where Anna is now waiting to be deported, she met a reporter for the New Yorker magazine named Jonathan Blitzer, who wrote this story. Quote, during the first 12 days that she spent in federal custody, Anna had no idea where her five-year-old son was. She stopped eating. She could barely sleep. She cried constantly. No one could give her any information about her child. She did not have a lawyer to help her press the point. By the time she arrived at the ICE facility in El Paso on May 18th, she had become so upset that she had trouble speaking. Yeah. So what did you all notice missing from that? She had trouble speaking English. English. Just kidding. The blubbering. No, no, the blubbering was there. That was that wasn't noted. Was it? Oh, well, she didn't sell it on audio. She must have only had to have video. Mm-mm. No, what's what's missing there uh, is is who who is responsible? Uh, and in this particular story, responsibility seems to be a hundred percent on Trump, on Trump, the U.S. government, and the way we handle our immigration policy. Like at nowhere in that story, and I listened to the whole thing. There's there's more to it. I listened to the whole thing, and at no point was any responsibility given to the mother who took made the decision, who made the choice to take this action like there was no responsibility given to the person committing the crime like that's what's really that, that's that's the that's the insidious undertow of the this whole thing like nobody wants to put the responsibility where the responsibility lies and that's what really pisses me off about this nobody like, wants nobody wants to put their leave their imagine leaving your dog in a hot car in america <laughs> in 2018 now you're oh. walking your kid across the Hang on, my dog's out in the car. Yeah, Daniel, yeah. go get him. Hopefully someone hasn't broken your window. <laughs> no. Because it's the righteous thing to do. But uh, uh it's it's completely phony. It's it's very phony. I, I mean all you guys well, no, we, we were taught this less than years ago. I mean it didn't matter that Michael Brown, I think that was his name, had just robbed a liquor store and that he was kicking a cop's ass. He totally had his hands up when the sh cop shot him. 
that's that's the world we live in now actually it's more than just years ago it's more and more when you look at it and you look at the picture they paint so okay so communism right was sold on a picture of utopia that could not be made without force right so when you look at that situation it's the same way you can't tell them the truth that utopia doesn't exist because they have painted a picture that gets them there with your demise because you're the problem and when you're the problem be careful right freedom loving americans are going to be painted as some kind of fucking nazi or something when all we want to do is everybody have a shot the ones who are painted for bad things that are good which i tell you i don't know if you boys are scripture but in scripture it tells you they will make what's good bad and what's bad good they will make what's bittersweet and what's sweet bitter so it's so orwell. they do that it's orwell you know so here's, here's well, the best it, way that i can very much so here's the best way i can put it. um statistically mathematically there's no possible way even if we've got the biggest most bleeding heart known to mankind there's no possible way we're going to be able to help everybody that's in poverty or everybody that's in a dire situation or everybody that needs to be a refugee from some war-torn country there's just not going to happen now well, you're not you're not supposed to be and their country's oh, war-torn because oh, oh, they don't fix their fucking politics let me, let me finish here let me finish here what, what it's going to take Nazi. what it's going to take is for the, these other countries to you know they got the haircut. like like Sorry. when you're making when you're when you're trying to make prescription drugs or you're trying to create some kind of new thing um it, there's always a ton of money that goes into the research and development of that project um as far as the uh american exper experiment you know how, how much blood and and so, uh, how much how much sacrifice and and blood loss there was there and lives there lost over over trying to come to the point of finally being able to have the freedoms that we have at least that's the way it's sold to us anyway i don't know no that is it and you've got it and now, that is the truth and you now, know it now hold on that being said though the hard work's been done now we have this example of how you can live and be prosperous and be successful and have a decent you know amount of uh, you know not a, a, everybody's not in poverty all these countries you gotta do is look at us and go oh well that's all we gotta do problem is when you got all these other countries from what i understand you have to have about a 90 iq level minimum to be able to handle a democracy like we have uh, that, oh that's bad you shouldn't say those things that makes no, you a nazi i, I can because you iqist you're a fucking iqist saying but i mean the, the facts don't lie i mean the facts don't lie if you're under a certain a level of iq you have the you don't have the ability for long-term thinking you're someone's been reading there charles murray i see <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> Definitely. But, hey, listen, they don't want you to believe in biology. They're like, fuck that. Decisions that are in more in your short-term interest. You you have you just don't have the ability to look long-term like somebody with a higher IQ does. That's part of what higher IQ uh, means. At any rate, so when you sit there and bring all these people from other countries into here, um, by paying them to be here, it's not like we're we're getting you know real high-quality people here. We're getting we're getting people that are here to to be a uh what's the damn word i'm looking for shit the wall's gonna you're run dry eventually you're getting the victims you're getting the people with the low iq that are coming for the free goodies it's it, it is but that's just that's the definition of of why how you get them here that's not why they're here and because we convolute that uh we can't solve the problem when you intermix these things Wait. and you don't separate they, them and you they, tackle they, what's the right there are you saying the reason they're here for in their mind or the reason they're here in the elites mind that you know no in it, well i know that the elites obviously are funneling them in but i'm and they're playing off of their emotions i'm not denying that in any way shape or form 
I'm saying that we have to tell them that they can't address the problem that way. They're not educated enough, as you said. They're ignorant. They're not educated enough in actually learning. So I believe the most egregious sin we ever did to poor Mexico is that we allowed all of their smart, all of their strong, all of their capable, all of their willing to, to be here. And the whole time they screamed national pride, national pride. But yet they're not in their fucking nation saving their fucking nation. They have no, that's, crazy, that's not right. If you look, no, if you look at right. any picture, one hundred people. No, okay, if hold you look on, at hold any on. picture, let me finish my if point. If you look at any picture, sorry. Okay, sorry. No, if you if you go, go and look at the hundred the politicians that just died by the cartels who did try to make a difference, they have no army of free minds because all of their free right, what, minds what are working for freedom. Well, what I was going to say is, if you look at any picture of the Mexican government, they're whiter than the American government. They don't have any problem with with white people or intellect or anything like that. They they choose the smart people to lead them. They choose, it sounds racist, but they choose the, the the more European people to lead them. It's not a problem of intelligence. It's, I don't know what the problem, Mexico's problem is. It's just a failed European experiment. That's all that is. America was a successful one. The, the problem is we don't, as soon as Trump was elected, the, the amount of immigration from Mexico to the United States cut off almost immediately. They were scared to death of Trump. They were like, okay, we're not going to that fucking hellhole. They're going to start putting us in camps. Months go by, we don't build a wall, we do nothing, and they start to come again. They, they stopped coming because they were scared of Trump, because the liberals sold him on being Hitler. Then they said, okay, Trump's not going to build a wall, we're not going to do anything, come on through. So they started coming again. It's our fault they're coming because we let them not let us build a wall. Did you forget that's, about that's the 1,500 people in a caravan they had coming? That's 1,500 Yeah, they people. were brought up They were brought up oh. here by the leftists who told us, you're going to get in and you're going to get a lot of money. They were led up here by fucking just no, these anarchists. No, I 100% agreement, but you must understand what we are seeing is the crashing of that wave. The, the all of a sudden flood, that is the very wave crashing on the shore that they had brought across their ocean of Mexico. So, like, we are seeing the outcome of that 1,500 at present time because of the flood all at once of the children. And they're using that, the orchestrated event of the 1,500 coming, to propagate as propaganda. So that's, that's how you put those things together in order to understand intent. Now, intent is a whole different thing. And then you have collateral damage in the children themselves being lost from their parents. So this is, I mean, this is a lot bigger with nuance that has to be addressed in that sense. But again, they have to fix their own country. He was like, they are intelligent. And I'm not disputing that. He was like, the, the people coming are not intelligent. And that's what he said. And what you said was the people running things are intelligent. You're both very correct. And I tell you that corruption has gotten to the intelligence left in Mexico. And it is broken because we have the people with free minds. We have the people here that are seeking freedom because in their hearts they want it, but they know not where to get it. And they don't understand that they themselves are in the wrong place fighting the wrong thing, much like Occupy Wall Street people when right. they were challenging that. I'm going to have to cut you off I'll, there, man. Um, we got to move things along. Let, let me, um, oh, you, you did not just click <laughs> that. Refresh that. I wanted to read that. <laughs> you just clicked out of it. Anyway, uh, somebody was working on sending me a link here. Bring that up on the screen, please. Um, it's it's a it's a uh, website uh, swkey.org is supposed to be for the, the the these supposed child internment camps that are being ran right now. And the top it says due to high volume of website traffic, our corporate website, uh, we have published a temporary page. We apologize for the inconvenience. Um, that's that's I was having trouble getting into it for some reason. I couldn't figure out why, and it's because I, apparently there's incredibly high volume. A lot of people are doing their homework and seeing what's going on here. Um, 
want to throw they that alternated out. that page they changed that page because whatever was on their page would have actually told on them if read thoroughly which nobody had really done because they didn't have a reason to now that they have reason they would have and if read thoroughly i guarantee you would have snitched on them like a motherfucker the, the guy that sent it to me he was sending it to me because of the fact that it was actually showing pictures of these of these locations these facilities that these kids are being held in it's not. It's not anything near the cages and the and the damn dire constant dire situations that the media is painted out to be. Uh, anyway, um, let me let me uh, move on to the last segment of the show, the uh, mystery link. Um, now this is this is uh, something I've been doing for the last few weeks. Uh, kind of fun. This is brought to you by uh, Anthony Trawick, um, from a uh, Tennessee from for bleh, from Tennessee for families. Um, and he he sends me these links every week. I have not seen it. You guys have not seen it. And we're about to find out what the mystery link is if my producer would get off her phone and pay attention. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and go ahead. Yeah, before you do that, bring it up on the screen here. And we'll see what the mystery link is today. What have we got? All right, and it's not right. Oh, click, proceed to the site. There you go. All right, so hangry woman calls cops because her pizza took too long to make, report says. Oh, jeez. Of all the things that we have to, to fret about in this world, <laughs> we're going to fret about a pizza. Is this another uh, Roseanne article? Uh, I don't know. The uh, ambient munchies? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't read it yet. This is the first time I've seen it. It does say, what's that, Sandra Barr? Yeah, this is their sister. I can tell. Ah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, sure enough. Okay, so a woman in Canada reportedly called police Monday night after her pizza was taking too long to prepare. They were called to the restaurant around 10 p.m., uh, a hangry woman who complained along with her 10-year-old son that their pizza wasn't made in a timely manner. A police constable told the news outlet that authorities warned the woman about how to properly use the 911 system for emergencies. It's for emergencies <laughs> in need of police, fire, ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just just so y'all know, if you're going to call 911, you know, <laughs> make sure it's for an actual emergency. I think... You're I think the real news is taking too long to cook is not constitute an emergency. I think it's safe to say that all uh, of us on the screen tonight understand that. Fuck that. At this point, they need I something the, in meme that explains it to the stupid. They just need to send them a meme from here on out that explains it to stupid. All right. All right. I think I think the real news is that Canada has culturally appropriated nine one one. Is that what it is? is it called? Cultural appropriation. Does Canada, Canada? I don't know. They don't. Canada have has nine one one. Apparently, that's. So maybe, how do they differentiate? If I, I call nine one one here or in Canada, how can they tell? No, I think what happened is that or it's local. It, it was it was translated for American consumption. That's what it was. <laughs> you know, Canada ain't nothing but America's hat, anyways. So it's like they're gonna do what we do. See, see, there, there. That's that's another country that we could have spend all night talking about. And before we do that, I'd like to bring my friend on from Canada, who actually lives in Toronto. Yay! On the show quite frequently, so I get kind of an on the ground look about what's going on in Canada, especially in the big metropolitan areas. At any rate, would she say Canadian words? That would be so fun. <laughs> all right. So to to wrap things up, um, if you guys liked what you saw tonight and you want to see some more, just make sure you hit that subscribe button and uh, share this video with your friends. I'd like to bring on more folks into the unframe of mind community and uh, if you want to be my guest on the show head over to unframeofmind.com forward slash guest or just go to the website there's a big button that says be my guest and just just fill out the form and, and let me know what you want to talk about and i will schedule schedule you for a future show 
Also, if you want to support the show in any way, um, this this uh, production does take some work. It does have some expenses involved in it, and any help would be appreciated. Um, you can go to unframeofmind.com forward slash support for various ways you can do that. So I'd like to thank you guys for coming on tonight and hanging out with me. This has been quite the uh, instructive journey through <laughs> through critical thinking, if you will. Is there anything mm -hmm. else you guys would like to add before we close out for the evening? I'd like to add oh. that the West is the best, and I'm proud of your boy. Proud of your boy. <laughs> that's all. That's I guess that's all we got. <laughs> all right. All right, y'all. Have a good night. Wow, was that not the best idea gasm you've ever had? Want to do it again? Go to unframeofmind.com to find more mind stretching, world altering podcasts, videos, and articles and get those critical thinking juices flowing.